Good morning. My name is Philip Anderson. I'm the Area Dean of Wigan. It's Advent Sunday. We begin today a new series of Advent Reflections and I'm going to begin with a story from the very beginning of the Bible from Genesis chapter 3. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eye, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. 
he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live for ever, Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Some people keep snakes as pets, but most of us are scared of them and wouldn't naturally sit down to have a conversation with one, even if we did come across a snake that could talk. Recently, a remote tribe living in the forests of Indonesia was surveyed and it transpired that a quarter of the adult men had at one time or another been attacked in the thick jungle by pythons, the largest of snakes which will attack anything they think they can eat, the bigger the better, pouncing, wrapping themselves around their victims, squeezing them until they suffocate or suffer a heart attack, and then, with their special detachable jaws, swallowing them whole before retiring to some quiet spot to begin what might be days of digesting. No wonder these very strange creatures became identified with the ways in which sin traps us, robs us of our freedom to move, and finally destroys us unless the grace of God 
springs the trap. The story of Adam and Eve's fall is very ancient, back to the dawn of humanity, if not to the creation of the world, which happened, we now know, considerably beforehand, to the order of billions of years. Nonetheless, it is easy to imagine our early ancestors, small of stature, somewhere in a jungle in Africa rather than Indonesia, living with the constant knowledge that for the serpent they were prey. We can all identify with that sense of a heightened feeling of our own mortality. And Advent is a season when, as well as considering our roots, the Church looks forward to what are traditionally called the four last things. Death, judgment, heaven and hell. These aren't things we like to dwell on, but they're real. And in unsettling times, they remind us that they're real. Heaven is to be with God. Hell is to be so far gone in our despair that we can't turn back towards the good. In the story of Adam and Eve, the man and the woman have one another for company the serpent, and God who walks in the garden with them. Walking with God is the definition of heaven. Entering into an everlasting conversation with God, the Word, who in Christ, the second Adam, breaks the coils of sin from the inside and offers us the hope of redemption, the hope that we are not lost and abandoned in the belly of the beast. This story has been the Church's great weapon against human pride through the centuries. Every one of us, if we're honest, recognises that these characters, Adam and Eve, are like us, naive, scared, covering their own backs, passing on the buck less than they were made to be. But within the same story of the fall comes the promise of salvation. The tree of life is the one on which Christ will be crucified. He will taste of good and evil. He will be crushed by the forces of evil, but he will rise from the grave. God looks at us with infinite love. Let us turn to him again in complete sincerity with the confidence that comes from what he has done for us in Christ. Let us place ourselves in his hands, in life and in death, 
let us live as those who hope to hear at the last, well done, good and faithful servant, spoken over us. Let us pray that our story ends in heaven, paradise restored, at one with God who is good, light, beauty, for ever and ever. So let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son Jesus Christ came to us in great humility, that on the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.